So getting referrals is a transactional mindset. Um, you're, you're in it for yourself and you're always looking for the new lead. Um, what we, what I've found is especially with COVID coming around, a lot of entrepreneurs have found out that they can't build a business alone and it's easier to build it with someone. And so we build these spaces where these businesses can come and collaborate. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Jessica. Jessica, thank you so much for being here with us today. Awesome. Thank you for having me on the show. Awesome. So give everybody the highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Awesome. Well, I know you're up in Canada. I'm down in Texas, so we're kind of polar opposites right now. Um, but I run a web design agency, so that is my core business. And as I've built my core business, I got into networking. And so I am also the national training director of Success Champions. Um, and that's where we train uh, business communities on how to build a networking group that benefits and grows their business. Nice. I love it. So let's back up the bus just a little bit first. We'll okay. totally get into that. But how did you get into web design as a thing? And then we'll get into how'd you get into networking? As a thing. Okay. So how I got into web design, um, when I first started, I was working for ad agencies around the Dallas Fort Worth area. And as I worked throughout, I worked big, I worked small, but they all had one thing in common. They had a busy schedule. They had deadlines. They had all this stuff that you had to do. And it wasn't to the life that I wanted because I wanted a family. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to do these things, but you can't do that with an ad agency life. Um, and so that's when I decided to break off on my own. I was pretty much running a small ad agency at the time I was doing the hiring. I was doing the creative. I was doing everything. And it was like, all I'm not doing is the sales and financials. So why not go do it for myself? Um, so I broke off from them um, for two or three years. I used that as my startup years, got clients in, um, and then started having a family as well. So then I was running an agency and a family. Um, have three kids. They're all, the youngest is now five. So this is the first year that they're all in school. I'm celebrating that. A um, little bit more freedom. And it's just been growing. And how I got into networking was I had a business coach tell me, you just need to go get into more conversations. How do I do that? I'm a mom at home with a business. How do I go have more conversations? And so that's when I got introduced to networking. Um, and eventually got introduced to Donnie Bovine, which he kind of pulled me into success champions. And that's where the story starts and he keeps pulling me further and further in but it's a great time it's a symbiotic relationship in growing my business and having all these conversations conversations in a b2b networking um environment so you're muted as you're saying the bees knees and i love it when somebody has uh you know you get pulled into the rabbit hole further and further and it it can it can be a ton of fun and you start to see the opportunities especially business opportunities when other people don't see them so when it comes to that what do you find other than kind of go talk to people and nobody know like kind of look at you like oh where am i supposed to do that um and then we start looking up these things called networking clubs uh nobody knows how to deal with those either but 
yours, this is, sounds like it's a little different. How do you bring that into business? Um, how do I bring that into business? So yeah. I look at it as a different way. Um, in Success Champions, we have this policy of give, 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 take, and then give. Um, and so what comes around goes around. So I'm always looking um, to make these connections for these people. And because I make these connections, everyone knows me. And that's one of the things about being in business is being top of mind, front center. Well, if you're someone's hero, you found them something, they're going to keep you top of mind once something comes back around for you. And they're going to be the first one to call you back. Nice. So are you getting people actively participating in these groups? Or are you helping them set up their own groups? How does that work? Both. So I run my own group within Success Champions. Um, we're based in Dallas-Fort Worth. We have about 30 members and ours. And from that, um, they asked me to come up to the training level and teach people nationally. And even nationally, we are in Canada as well, um, of how to build a group that isn't just all about referrals. It's about building a business together to grow. Nice. So for people that don't understand that difference, what is the difference between just getting referrals and building a business together with somebody else? So getting referrals is a transactional mindset. Um, you're, you're in it for yourself and you're always looking for the new lead. Um, what we, what I've found is especially with COVID coming around, a lot of entrepreneurs have found out that they can't build a business alone and it's easier to build it with someone. And so we build these spaces where these businesses can come and collaborate. Um, and so it might not be the introduction you need. It might be the business problem that you need to solve. It may be um, the person you need to meet that you need to hire to get the problem solved. Um, it may be you're supporting a nonprofit and you need people to come help you back that mission for you. Um, there's so many things that go into building a business and then having a pool of people to fall back on is where the power comes in. Nice. I love it. Well, and I think so many people go into business with a competitive mindset and they kind of don't figure out how to have that collaboration mindset but on some level we all desire it we all wish it would happen we all want it to happen so when we find groups like yours to be able to collaborate and and figure out how that works how to have a community of support and not just a bunch of people around you going okay but i need this and i need this and i need this <laughs> and say so, yeah but there's more to business than this and i've also find that a lot of times in the giving uh and the supporting of other businesses like that's when the opportunities come to me. Uh, so I particularly like to create environments where people can not only meet other people, but to nurture those relationships because they'll find that it's not the face value uh, deal that happens and the transaction that happens. It's the things that happen around that that are the ones that actually spark some really exciting opportunities. Yeah, it's totally a mindset game as well. Yeah. Um, and having the right people around you with the same mentality of let's go get this together. Mm -hmm. um, that is one powerful thing. If you're just sitting by your at your desk by yourself, you have to keep that mindset and everyone falls. But when you have a group to come back and say, hey, I fell, they're like, nope, 
get up, wipe that dirt off and let's go do it again kind of thing. So it's very powerful to have your, your collaboration partners in there with you. Right. So bringing it full circle, do you find that there's a difference in the way people set up their websites and their businesses online from that matter when it comes to building those collaborative relationships? A lot of people get caught up in SEO. (laughs) SEO is a buzzword. But if you take your website and you take it and make it and treat it like it is yourself. Your website should be your top salesperson that goes out there in the community and sells. It should reflect you. It should dress the way you do. It should put say the same things. We say that your website should be your your top sales conversations. And when you take those top sales com- conversations and you put them on your website, now you're just having a conversation of the person of, hey, this is really what you need and come call us and contact us. And plus, every day now, people more and more are using their um, voice to search online. So if you're taking those vocal conversations that you're having, they're speaking that into the search engines. And now you're just putting it on the website for them. So it's an easy way to pull the SEO out of this high level, this really up there, scary SEO technical and bring it back down to earth and be like, Hey, this is just a conversation that you may be having the conversation with a robot, but essentially you're having it with your customer. Nice. So other than kind of recording the calls that somebody or the conversation that somebody's having all day long, how can they kind of tap into that conversational um, marketing or however you put up the, the wording? How do they get that? Um, whenever we onboard people into our um, process and systems, we have a discovery session and we're going through their objections and we're going through what makes their clients move. And we're going through all these things that they talk about with their client. Um, essentially, you want your website to be a hero's journey. Tell us what it is. What's the next thing a person does? Okay. Yes, this is what I need, but here's all my contradictions to this. So now you go into your objection resolving. Um once you have that answered, now let's pull them back in with some emotional and give them a case study that um, proves that you know what you're talking about and you know the language that you need to be speaking to them on their websites. So it's making them sit down. And once they go through that discovery session, they're like, wow, that was a powerful session. I didn't know I had that all. in." So it's just making sure that the right questions are getting asked within um, the cells. And usually they come out and they're like more direct on where they need to go and what they need to be saying, even in their conversations that they're having in real life. I love it. So when you're onboarding somebody, I take it that that's part of your process to be able to, to run them through that mm-hmm. uh, so that they know how to do that. Or is there any other mistakes that you see people making on their websites that it's like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> Either it's old school or it's just it's not getting them the results that they're looking for. It's actually contradictory to what they want to have happen. Um, well, we went through a phase several years ago where it was very heavy direct marketing, um, where um, think of as seen on TV kind of ads. Hey, here's the shiny object. 
come buy it now. Um, we went through that phase and all marketing goes through a phase. Right now we're in a phase just because we came out of COVID that we're more in a relationship, one-to-one -one connection. People are thriving and wanting that connection. And so that's kind of what the language needs to be right now. Um, and once a new marketing trend comes out, it will the language will have to change slightly again to speak to the time periods and what we're in and dealing with at the time. Nice. Well, and that brings up a, a great conversation because I think a lot of people still think that building their website, it's one and done. It's like build it and they will come and we never have to touch it again. We're just going to have this evergreen <laughs> uh, funnel on our site and we're never going to have to touch it again and it's done. Um, anything you want to add to that whole aspect of things other than uh, that's not true anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not true, but it is true. It depends on your market. Yeah. Um, do you have a highly saturated market? I have clients that they, they're in a highly saturated market and they're like, no, our, our sales is not going to come through our website because we know we're going to have to put X amount of dollars into it to make a, like even a dimple into the SEO market. So we're going to take our money and we're going to put it into this sales process and do it. And so some of our websites are brochure websites, some of them are meant for lead generation. I have a, another client that um, super, she, she's a, a luxury meadow, uh, sorry, a luxury equestrian center. Um, and she's one of the few in the areas. Mm -hmm. And her target is highly specific. And we have three pages up and it's her main lead generator. Between that uh -huh. and her... Um, and her Google business profile page. Those are the two things that generate leads. I tell her, keep on posting blogs, keep on getting Google reviews and you'll stay on top because no one else is doing it. It's just being ahead a step of your competitor or knowing your space and where your marketing dollars need to go. Right, I love that too. So when it comes to kind of the struggles that somebody might be having what kind of struggles might somebody be having in their business as they're listening to this going oh my god jessica we need you so badly struggles they're having usually um the businesses are at their second level their second game so they've come in they've proven their product and now they're ready to take it to the next level um whenever i have startups come to me i say okay have you sold yet? Have you sold anything yet? They're like, no, but we need a website. Like, no, no, you don't need a website. Go sell something, come back to me, and then we'll build you a website. Prove that you can um, sell something, that it's a viable product. It can be a minimal viable product. And then build. Um, and so a lot of the clients we serve are in their second stages. They've proven, and now we're redefining who they are, um, narrowing down what they're saying and really focusing them. And our second market is larger companies um, that they're doing all this external stuff, but their website for some reason still doesn't align with all this external stuff that they're doing. They're doing the social meeting, meaning they're doing the digital networking. They're getting the backlinks. They're doing all this stuff but then everyone comes back to their website and it doesn't match what they're doing on the outside. So we come in and we help and compliment them to get that up to date with all their efforts that they have been doing. 
Awesome. So in a moment, I'm going to ask you for an example of a Cinderella story. I have pause and we'll be right back. Are you running a business over seven figures, but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap. Fantastic. So we're back. And give us an example of that Cinderella story of one of your clients. So um, I was introduced to uh, Carl Muir. He does, he lived in Belgium. Um, and he was an expat. And so, um, I was actually introduced to him through someone that does LinkedIn generation. Um, uh, awesome guy. And he said, Hey, we want to do this lead generation for him, but he has his website. And so uh, we're at the a website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. what's the website? And so he sent me it. And it was probably like 1990s, um, looked very HTML, a long list of PDFs um, and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, we can do something with this. Nice. And so we went in, um, we built him a landing page and once, and the plan was to build him a landing page and continue ex to expand it afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, so we built the landing page and instantly once we built that landing page, um, we actually, instead of doing a form, we did a, a calendly, uh, calendar as his, on his contact page because of the time difference. Um, right. And so they were able to automatically schedule on the calendar. Um, a year le later, he's like, please take that calendar down so I can schedule my own appointments. Um, but that website's still alive, um, growing, um, and it generates the leads he needs to grow. And I believe that he's taking the business and passing it down to his, uh, daughter-in-law eventually. Nice. So very fun. Well, it's always a good sign when somebody's too booked <laughs> from their automatic <laughs> scheduling that it works out that well. That's fantastic. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start that journey with you? Um, they can contact me on LinkedIn. Um, that's actually my preferred social media platform. Um, and there's also always my website, um, buzzwks.com. Nice. And we will, of course, have all of Jessica's links in the show notes. So you can go ahead and scroll down, click on the links and go check those out. But open them up in a new browser because we're not done yet. So Jessica, I got to ask you, at what point in life did you know you're a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Oh. Um, it was the moment that I decided I didn't want to work for someone. Um, if we, if we want to go into detail, um, I had told the creative director that the client wasn't going to like something he made on the comp. I got a call Saturday morning because the client was mad because I did the change. They didn't like it. And I was told to go into the office and change it back. And I was like, I'm done. I'm working for myself. That was, I mean, it wasn't a, let's see if I want to do this. It was like, nope, 
I am going to control my schedule now. So nice. I love it. Yes, it's it, very often I'm finding there's somebody who's just born to be an entrepreneur and going, hey, how do I do this thing? And they're like, yeah, no, <laughs> I've, I've come to the point where I just need to be in control of my own time, effort, day, emotions, <laughs> you name it. it, doesn't matter what it is, that there's some tripping point there. Yes. I love it. Yeah. You've Most been absolutely love. awesome. Jessica, any last words for our peeps? Um, no, if you are looking to become an entrepreneur, um, there's many ways to do it. Um, if you're one of the persons that are more hesitant, make that slow transition. But if not, jump right in because uh, there are so many entrepreneurs. There's so many ways to get started um, with the the with zoom meetings with everything digital you don't have to have much to start a business these days you just have to have the will and the want to go get it love it thank you so much for your time i appreciate it and i know how valuable it is awesome thank you michelle peeps thank you for being here with us today be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends we love helping entrepreneurs grow are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.